We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Yeah, I, Defender was really tough. I could have ranked 10 more this week. Wow. I even I had to fit Breck Shea in for Skylar at number 20. <laughs> I saw that. That was good stuff. Skylar, he, he didn't even make Skylar's. Are you serious? Yeah. Skylar. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Wednesday evening by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about some Major League Soccer, which obviously is still going on despite uh, this little tournament that's going on in Russia. We don't have to even worry about that. Uh, gentlemen, it, it feels like it's been months since we've podcasted together, and I think it's only been two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Skyler, you had a little vacation last week, so left uh, JD to do all the heavy lifting. Thankfully, you guys can split the heavy lifting this week, but uh, welcome back. Thank you. Um, Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got essentially a full slate this, this weekend, uh, starting Friday night. We've got a bunch of games Saturday and then two games Sunday. From what I gathered from your rankings, it's very clear we're going to want a lot of Atlanta. JD, is there 
any reason not to go four deep on Atlanta at home against Orlando? I probably not, but I will say this: there's a lot of clean sheet opportunities out there this weekend, and there's a lot of good attacking players to take. So just for diversification purposes, it wouldn't be crazy not to take four, but I think taking four is smart. Okay. Okay. Uh, you guys both have Yosef Martinez as your top forwards, which really isn't all that surprising. Probably less surprising from that is that Miguel Almiron is uh, your first uh, midfielder. Uh, Skyler, you have Javinko right after Yosef Martinez. Um, is the gap between those two greater than Javinko and the guys you have next, which is uh, Ibrahimovic and uh, Adama Diamande, who, J.D., you have Diamande second and Javinko. Like, what's the gap between Martinez and everyone else? Pretty big. Yeah, for me, it's pretty big. I feel like Martinez is the clear-cut, like, must-have forward this week, and then after that, I feel like you can throw a combination of the guys below him. I've got, for me right now, I've got Javinko and Ibrahimovic locked in, but I think I do want some exposure to, to Diamande. He's just been so hot. But, um, yeah, for me, it's it's a pretty big gap. I mean, that Atlanta-Orlando game is one that I'm going to be targeting. I'm definitely going to have all four players uh, max out in my lineup. Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> J.D., you have been, uh, I'll, I'd like to call it a Diego Rossi realist, uh, just to take your side on it, in terms Thank of you. early season when everyone, when you were talking about how much, uh, better Vela, Carlos Vela was versus Rossi. Um, the gap between Diamande and Rossi for both of you is, <laughs> is gigantic. Um, so like, uh, Skylar, you have Diamande four, JD, you're, you're, uh, you have him at two and then Rossi is 17 and 15 respectively. Like r- as far as I'm concerned in terms of your rankings, Diamande is not even on, I mean, excuse me, Rossi's not even on the radar. Um, that being Let's said, put it this way, I, I ranked, Clint Dempsey ahead of Diego Rossi this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. That says everything you need to know. <laughs> so did so did Skyler. Although Skyler, uh, I'll say Skyler has like his all stars ahead of uh, Rossi this week in Dempsey, Nikolic, Wando, and Will Bruin all before <laughs> Diego Rossi. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Nikolic fits the, the all star for me, Bill. But that's fair. I think you Wando, uh, Wando and Bruin. I just remember what? you were the first one of the first ones on the Nikolic Golden Boot train last year, and so okay. when he was hot, and you were like, no, 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 he could actually win the Golden Boot, and we're like, all right, it's a lot of goals, or whatever. Yeah, you know the, the, the fact hand. the fact that you even ranked Nikolic makes uh, him one of your all stars because I don't know who else is doing that this week. It was it was <laughs> a tough rank for sure. <laughs> no, it was a tough rank. <laughs> I think it's just the uh, it's almost like you can't ignore the the golden boot winner. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's he scores goals. That's what he does. But he just he's cold right now. So mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. Um, um, I mean, he's at home against the New York City team, the new coach. I don't know. I mean, there's a chance he, he gets back on the score sheet. We'll see. All right. All right. Um, but in terms of Diamande, I mean, I, the I don't think the gap between Diamande and Rossi is because of Diamande himself. Like you would have had Vela in that spot if he was here, right? Yeah, but Vela and Diamande are pretty different players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dio's kind of central, scoring some goals. It just seems like uh, with Failhaber and Lee Wynn both behind him to also set him up, there's just a, a ton of chaos. 
going on around him when players are trying to defend LAFC. Rossi on the wing is dangerous. Blessing potentially on the other wing. Um, so Diamande, he's very smart. He makes some good runs in the middle of the field, and it just seems like MLS defenders are not ready to take care of of him in the middle of the box. It just seems like he's always going to squeak free. Um, he can finish with any part of his body. It seems like he's good at the, uh, heading the ball. Um, he's placing his shots well, beating the keeper when he needs to. Um, I, I mean, he's probably not taking very many free kicks, especially since they have set-piece specialist Laurent Simon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Diamande is like a definitely more of a goal-focused guy than Rossi or Vela. But um, he's just doing it so well lately that in good matchups, he's going to be pretty high up my rankings. I think he's got, what, like four goals, four straight games of the goal, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only and probably he's... played four games. Yeah, it just it almost feels like LAFC, it's like a completely different team with Vela out of the mix and, and not even, uh, we haven't even mentioned Urania yet. Um, I mean, that's a whole different team. I think that's part of why Rossi's probably dipped in form a little bit because maybe the some of the changes um you've got lee win in there pulling the strings a little bit now too so um yeah i mean i think it for me it almost just seems like a a whole new look for lafc which i think is a good thing um but yeah when vela and and urania are back on board then that's it's gonna be pretty scary yeah i i can't even imagine how you fit all those pieces in the same lineup um it's kind of like a functional los angeles galaxy because <laughs> you always wonder how do they fit all their good attacking pieces in and they can't right the answer is they don't yeah. right lafc it's like they're all they all come together to to really form a great unit i mean lee win and fail harbor in the midfield is fun mm-hmm. do you think there's ever going to be a situation where you're rostering diamande and vela because we ha- kind of had the vela and rossi conversation earlier this season obviously that's not that situation is probably not happening again but do you think you'll see a Diamande Vela, or does Urena kind of mess up that that equation? Yeah. When is uh, when is Minnesota going to LA? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Fair definitely enough. yeah, that's definitely uh, one to target if if they are yeah. playing at home against Minnesota. Okay, okay, I like. Yeah, it. there's there will be yeah there will be it's situational with the matchups. I mean, there will be spots where. I mean, Vela is not just a goal scorer. It feels like Diamande. I mean, yeah, goals are his pedigree, but I think Vela can do a little bit more across the board. So then you've got your, you know, your creator with a goal upside, and then you've got Diamande in there for, you know, a breakout game upside, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, so if if Joseph Martinez is is the clear number one, JD, how far does your list go in terms of guys that you're actually targeting? Uh, like I, the way I looked at it was the top seven. Uh, that's where it drops off after Zardis. It, so it, yours would be Diamande, Javinko, Ibrahimovic, BWP, uh, Christian Pania, and then Zardis. Uh, yeah. Great. That's that's pretty fair. Okay. Um, I I do think that I mean we've talked about this before, maybe even last week. I think I brought it up, but your I kind of view it as how deep do you go for your top two forwards? Uh huh. And then when it comes to the switcheroo forward, like you can really open it up into a lot of different things. Um, I feel like you kind of build the, your midfield and maybe even some of your defense first. You see what you can fit at forward. Um, you see like what times work out in terms of how you can maneuver your bench spots. Um, 
and then you you see how far back up the rankings you can kind of work. Or maybe you don't have exposure to Columbus against RSL. You didn't take Iguain. Um, maybe you're not happy with just uh, Harrison a fool in defense. So maybe then you say, oh, Zardis is a, a good switcheroo because he could get two points or he could get two goals. Right. Um, I think Quintero is another guy. The NYCFC forwards, since David Villa's out. Kai Kamara. Um, even Clint Dempsey. I think all of those guys are in play for the, the third forward spot, but I wouldn't even consider them in my top two forward spots. Okay. Okay. Skyler, you don't seem as bullish on BWP as JD. It's not a drastic difference, but I feel like JD's top seven is pretty uh, pretty set in terms of consideration for the two forwards. You have BWP eighth because Kai Kamara snuck in, which I guess mm-hmm. I shouldn't be too surprised, but... <laughs> But maybe you have, do you have, so you think Kamara is actually a better play than BWP this week? Yeah, I was actually a little surprised to see him uh, a little further down JD's list after he he was all over uh, Minnesota at Colorado this past week. Um, and I realized Vancouver's offense, their attack hasn't been clicking. Uh, you know, they haven't been, I guess, uh, apart from the game a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a good spot for Kai. So. Um, yeah, I mean, JD, what, what's, uh, what's the uh, reasoning on, on your being a little bit more down on him this week, as opposed to like Minnesota at Colorado last week? So I, I kind of looked, cause I remember Kai Kamara was off to a pretty hot start this year. I think he had three goals in four games and I looked at what he's done since, and he hasn't really generated a lot of offense, even though their offense has been clicking pretty well. Mm-hmm. He had two goals, I think in his prior game not last week's game um but other than that it's just been like total radio silence um i mean it's a long season he's getting old um and they're also missing their best playmaker in yuri reina this week they're missing both of their starting center backs um i don't know like uh, against colorado definitely he could have a brace he could even have a hat trick uh, at the yeah. same time I'm just not confident enough that he's good enough um, <laughs> for me to play in like a third forward spot right now. There's better upside options. I mean, yeah, I think a pretty Ar- big differential. I, I see. Like I originally ranked Kai Kamara as high as you have him, and then I looked at everyone else, and I was like, you know, I can't really justify playing Kai this week. Um, yeah, he's still like on the on the fringe of my thoughts. Like maybe he does end up in that spot. Uh, third forward I just I don't think he's going to and I I'd like to see him string together a couple better performances than it it's not just him it's the team around him has been right. producing yeah I get that aspect I think the the matchup I guess against for me that just it's trumps it it's, they're so bad and uh it, it feels like a good spot for Vancouver at home so I could I you know I wouldn't blame anybody for especially if you're trying to make up ground. I mean, I'm not saying, like, top 25, don't be rolling Kai Kamara out there, but, you know, top couple hundred, um, he, I think he makes for a pretty good differential play just in case he does happen to go off. Yeah, I'm scared to pull your rankings up um, in case my phone turns me into a robot or my uh, computer turns <laughs> me into a robot again, but where do you have Christian Pena ranked? 
He's right. He's a spot above Kai's at okay. number six. Yeah. You both have him at six. Sure. Yeah. I wanted to make sure he was ahead of Kai. Although, <laughs> BW, wait, you have BWP behind Kai, which is he's, criminal. He, he's one spot back, and that's, that's criminal. kind of playing into just me never really getting too excited about when two heavyweights, I guess you could say, face off. And I feel like Red Bulls at Toronto could be a game where BWP yeah. gets shut out. Yeah. So. yeah. I'll say this. If uh, NYCFC gave Toronto fits last week, I can't even imagine what the Red Bulls are going to do. Yeah, that, like that, no one. Toronto doesn't no one, look good right now. Yeah, no, no one, one has that. been able to. No one's been able to play the Red Bulls well this season. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about Red Bulls being a man down for most of the game and? Uh, and they still dominated Dallas. Yeah, yeah it was unbelievable. Kellen uh, Acosta looks so bad he got yanked uh, at halftime. We might as well move into midfielders. Uh, obviously, Miguel Almiron. We kind of touched on that earlier atlanta's the top team so Almarone is going to be the the top um midfielder do you guys think he's going to be the top captain this week too i think it'll be him or joseph yeah yeah it kind of depends on whether or not you need to make up ground mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean yeah, i think Almarone if they play joseph the roll of the dice for sure yeah yeah and Almarone actually hasn't been putting up like uh godly totals like he was early in the year um, he's kind of gone down in like at least 25%, I would say, in terms of fantasy output. Yeah, I was reading uh, Adam Zadroik's captain's article. I think he said something like that he hasn't had more than seven fantasy points in eight games or something like that. Yeah, so... and now, I mean, if, if Kevin Kratz is playing in his spot, then Almiron's not taking set pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, probably not penalties either, because Yosef's yeah, been taking case him, yeah. Uh, even though Almiron scored like uh, a ton of goals on penalties earlier in the year, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who took the last one. So my apologies to the listener. Um, I'm pretty sure Almiron only takes when Yosef's not on the field. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does too. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Um, and then Nagby's out for a couple months. Yeah. So what happens in their midfield is a little up in the air. I don't think you're ever going to rein Almiron in enough that you don't want to play him in fantasy. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe just a slight um, – he has to drop back a little more to get on the ball because Nagby can't shuttle it up the field to him um, and to Yosef. Yep. Um, I don't know. He's still the clear number one this week for me, and whether or not I captain him is – Up in the air. It, yeah. How many weeks are left? Uh, we have, like, what, four? Four. Three weeks. Four yeah, weeks, including four. this one. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't need to make a, a drastic decision like captaining uh, not Almiron this week. <laughs> Unless you, yeah. All right. I think yeah, another thing I, is the the last time we had this choice, you guys both went with Yosef and had what uh, like three or four goals over the, a double game week. Yes. Yeah, I think people are going to remember that he outscored Almiron by like eleven points, and maybe lean towards Yosef a little bit. Mm-hmm. That makes me lean towards Yosef. Because <laughs> everyone's going to use him? Just No, no, just the upside. I think most people will still use Almer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I go. Uh, but the guy I really want to talk about, uh, because he just jumps out as such a huge discrepancy in a way that is totally predictable based on you guys. JD, Diego Valeri at four, Skyler, 12. Um, what? Skyler, why do you like 11 guys more or I'll call it 10 guys and Elmerone more than Diego Valeri. 
probably the just the home home team factor for me. I mean, it's oh, give me a break. It's uh, I mean, Valeri's been Alice good, but I'd say all the... of him? Yes, yeah, and Maxi Morales and Kaku. Have... Yeah, Kaku's the leading ML... the leading assist getter in MLS. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's it's a the midfield is deep this week. Yeah, it is. Like it's 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 definitely not like he he's way behind any of these guys. Like it's it's pretty packed. So um, when it came down to it, then yeah, I mean, I, I even feel like Diego Fagundes at home against DC is a little bit better than than Valeri at Seattle. Um. Okay. All right. GD, why do you like him at Seattle? Because Seattle's a trash team. It's a rivalry game. And Valeri's been carrying the team on his back pretty much once again. Um, we thought he was having a slow start. Maybe not the same guy. But he's been a beast. I mean, he's such an unbelievably great player. Um, and Portland are playing some of the best soccer out of any team in the league. So I don't really know what we think Seattle's going to do to slow them down. They First of all, they probably don't have Stefan Fry either. And I don't know if you remember how Brian Meredith looked when he played in Philadelphia, but it wasn't all that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Stefan Fry has been keeping them in games yeah. a lot. Very frequently, he's been saving uh, saving them game in, game out. And now we're going to Brian Meredith, like from their best player to Brian Meredith. Um, the only thing that they could hope to do is have Ozzy Alonso and Roald on both keep an eye on Valeri. But when Valeri shifts out to the wing, not going to work anyway. So, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated to see how they can possibly slow Valeri down. I don't think he's going to have a huge game. Hence, I ranked a guy like Federico Iguain ahead of him, who I think has been a little quiet lately. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of good midfielders this week, and I think they're all kind of in one one glob, per se. But I just, when you compare each individual midfielder to Valeri... I don't know how I can justify um, taking them ahead of Valeri. Hmm. All right. All right. That's I mean, I just, I guess I I get it, but I guess I get it, but I mean, it's not like he's been blowing it out. He's been consistent, but. Hmm. Um, We talked about Almarone. You guys both have Ezekiel Barco in your top tens. Um, Skyler, your rankings go a little further, so I see Julian Gressel. Is there no love for Kevin Kratz if he starts? Or did you guys not think he starts, and so that's why he's not in the rankings? Yeah, there's definitely love for him if he starts. Uh, free kick specialist. Yeah. But, um, no, Gressel, for me, I mean, he's, like, I know he's starting, so that's probably where he fit in ahead of Kratz. There might be a little bit of uncertainty about Kratz. But, yeah, Gressel actually was, was real active this past game. He got a goal. Um, I wanted to rank him higher, honestly, but it was like I said, the midfield is so packed that I felt like I had that you know where he where he landed was a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. At Twenty four. Yeah. I I can't imagine playing Gressel or Kratz this week, to be honest. Right. Yeah, that's the thing that, that Atlanta midfield in general, you've got Almarone and Barco popping off right off the bat. So it's like if you right. if you can try to get beyond those two, it's like you know, good luck selling me on that. Yeah, Bar- I think Barco is one of the most important decisions this week yeah, for fantasy players. He's been a tough like, play. Yeah, and it's you. Like I said, you want to get the four Atlanta guys, but really it's Yosef and Almarone, and then I'm looking to the defense. 
and Guzan. Oh. I mean... Yeah, like LGP. Yeah, I mean, or um, even a wingback that you think could get an assist. Right. Um, I just... Uh, there's so many good midfielders, like we said this week. I, I don't know if I want to focus on Atlanta for two when I could also try for the clean sheet. Um, Montreal just shut Orlando out two straight games, and they haven't been exceedingly good defensively especially. So, I mean, a, an organized, well-coached team like Atlanta, they should have a much better clean sheet chance. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the defenders. I, I just Even if you told me Kratz was going to get three free kicks from outside the box, I don't think I'd take him even then. He's <laughs> not going to generate a ton of open play offense, mm-hmm. most likely. Um, it's not DFS where we're getting corner kick points. You do get, what, one point for three crosses? I think they have to be accurate, like too. That. Okay, well, I mean, his are probably going to be His are probably accurate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Kratz is fine if you are you really do want to squeeze in that fourth Atlanta guy. I just, I'm looking at these guys like Lee Wynn, uh, like Skylar said, Kaku, um, even Johnny Russell, Daniel Shallowy at Montreal, Fagundes, um, Piotti Ladero, Allison Drini. Um, Danny Hosen, El Clasico. Yeah, I actually think he got bumped right from the end of my rankings. That's how hard it was because I defeated oh, wow. Fail, Fail Harbor, Dechal, Katai, um, all a little ahead of Hosen, Tider, Victor Vazquez. I think I named every single person I have. <laughs> but um, actually, Hosen, now that I Mario Diaz is getting transferred out of the league, um, brief pause, moment of silence. Oh. Yeah, we had to give him one one last honorary ranking. I had to uh, I had to reach out to Ben Barrett over at MLS and say, hey man, I just saw the the Diaz news. Can you go ahead and pull him out, bump him up, and throw Osorio down there at the bottom? Okay, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say Osorio's okay, but I just think TFC are gonna get a run all over this week by Red Bulls. So, hmm. all right, well, at Toronto. Did you see the the lack of effort last game? I mean, if they respond, that's fine. But what what team has been able to really, truly look like they're in the same league as New York this year? Yeah, no, that's, I get it. That's why I'm saying I don't like to even target players from this game, but I don't see them running all over Toronto at, at BMO. I don't know. So, like, do, do you have Failhaber in your top 20? He's at 16. Dechal? 17. Katai? Uh, he's at 10. 10. Yeah. Tider? He's 20. Shallowy? 19. Who don't you have ranked that I have ranked? I'm. Where's uh, Hosen? Hosen's 13, so yeah, that's... I've got Hosen right behind Valeri. Rusnak? Johnny Russell? Yeah, those guys fall right behind Hosen for me. Oh my god, Valeri's only been consistent. Look at these scores. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Six, four. Yeah, but before that, he's like a model of consistency. Eight, eleven, twelve, nine, eight, five, seven, seven, ten. That's one below seven in uh, week five to fourteen. I mean, I think all the guys I've got ahead of them are kind of similar or better, though. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many midfielders do you think you're starting this week, JD? 
uh, probably four, and then one in a potential switcheroo mm-hmm. scenario. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of clean sheet choices, so... Uh, it seems silly to start five. Or I guess you, uh, theoretically you could do one one forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely you could. So, I mean, the problem is when there's a lot of clean sheet options, you can play that two ways. And you could definitely argue for both sides of this that one way is optimal compared to the other. But when you have a lot of chances, then you take maybe a lot of cheaper guys if they're available, and you kind of work all five. So there's two of them on your bench. Um three in the starting lineup one of those could be your dummy spot and then later on you could upgrade it for like a late game if the two on your bench fail um and you could just figure you're going to get three clean sheets that way hopefully or at least two um and diversify the other way is if you think there's a lot of clean sheet possibilities just take like a couple of the most dominant ones and lock them into your starting lineup and then use your bench spots for attackers the upside guys yeah Right. So I'm I'm always kind of torn and it's it kind of just for me honestly has gone by like feel for the slate. Like what games are early, what are late, when do I like the clean sheet chances? And which of these midfielders am I feeling a little shaky about? Like if it's Dechal, I've felt shaky about him pretty much every time I've used him. <laughs> um I wish I wouldn't have blown that bench spot last week on him. Um Piotti is another guy that let's very nerve-wracking when you want to use him um so in situations like that it's like then then you're kind of once you make one decision about who's on your bench the rest maybe even flow from that like what what's your team look like then the time slots etc so um i i don't think there's a best way to do it honestly but i do think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not at least trying to get like one clean sheet off your bench Right. Like, take that one extra shot. Um, I wouldn't just play three defenders and then two dummy spots so you can load up in the in the attack. I don't think that's optimal. Mm-hmm. I think an Atlanta guy is probably the, the way to go this week. For the clean sheet? Yeah, I mean, I think Guzan's the obvious goalkeeper coming off your bench, but I'm even thinking about, like, an LGP or, you know, yeah. Mikey Ambrose or, or something like that. I think LGP is like a phenomenal play. The only do you think sl- he's locked in, or do you think he can come off the bench, or should we just go ahead and lock him in? Well, then one nice thing is it's an early game, but I think a lot of a lot of fantasy owners are going to have like all Atlanta guys coming off the bench. Wow, like not all, but Barco. You're going to have two probably: Barco, yeah. Guzan, and a defender. Maybe. I well, guess you, you can't. Can only you're not going to have. Bro, I was going to say you can so, only have two. Maybe this isn't a situation where you go Guzan then. Because you can probably pick another two keepers that you're going to get a clean sheet out of. That's what I was thinking. That could be. Or defenders. You could do the same thing with defenders because LGP is a red card risk against Dom Dwyer, who seems to get into people's heads sometimes, including his own. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. After uh, looking at it, I think I am going to end up with four Atlanta field players instead of the keeper. Mm-hmm. No Gazan? That makes sense, I guess. I mean, just try to... I mean, it's such a small gap that keepers can can give you anyway, so it's worth just trying somebody else in those two chances. Yeah. If you really like Vancouver this week, Brian Rowe is only 4.4. That's a great play. But they're missing both their center backs. That just makes it tough for me. 
They're playing the Rapids. Yeah, well, they just got blown out in Philadelphia for nothing. <laughs> That's true, and and Colorado actually they're scoring a few goals. Right, Colorado actually their attack has kind of uh, jump started a little bit lately. Same yeah. thing with DC United. That's what makes me nervous. Like if you really love Matt Turner, who a lot of people have been chirping about lately, saying he should be the All Star Game keeper. Um, <laughs> wait, fair, I guess. If Stefan's not healthy, like who else has really been that amazing that you need to get him in? Sean Johnson? Not Tim Howard. Yeah, no. I mean, Evan Bush, actually, honestly. Evan Bush and yeah, Bobby, Bush has been good. Bobby Shuttleworth. I mean, if you're talking, like, has saved their team's hide multiple Tyler times. Tyler Miller's been pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if there's well, one guy... when he wasn't there... even considered to be the starting keeper at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I was going to say, if there's one guy that Juventus doesn't want to see, it's Evan Bush. Woo! <laughs> uh, so... You guys obviously really like LGP. Um, is there, I mean, obviously the, I feel like the red card risk is always there with him or at least some sort of card. Yeah, it is. Um, but it didn't, obviously is not enough for you to move one of the other options up in his range. Not right. really. Orlando just got shut out back to back by Montreal. So that's like <laughs> the clean sheet chance feels really good. And then, extremely LG, good yeah and then lgp's you know he's not shy about getting up on set pieces and whatnot he even gets forward in open play too so uh, i feel pretty good about him this week okay i and... think the simon i seriously considered bumping ahead of him um but philadelphia's been playing so well that his clean sheet chance doesn't feel as safe okay that's fair that's fair even though you still have him third <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, I mean, he just hit he hit an amazing set-piece goal this past weekend. Um, and the announcer didn't even think it was that great. <laughs> I was, like, listening, and he's like, oh, it didn't even take a deflection. And he was, like, wondering why the goalie missed it. It's because he curved it around the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it was a <laughs> Like, and it bounced before the goal, which he seems like he's very good at doing that. Like, it's not a, a one-time thing. Like making sure it hits in that like six yard box area right at the top. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was an um, extremely good free kick. I don't know That's... if he was learning things in the Belgium camp, <laughs> sit, sitting around or what. But um, the announcer's like, "Oh, it didn't deflect off anything. I don't see why the goalie missed it. Uh, it's because he couldn't see it. He bent it around the wall down low." <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about having him in my lineup. Whenever you see him, LAFC <laughs> get a free kick. You know he's coming forward and. Uh... I don't know. It makes it a little more exciting when you've got him in your lineup and LAFC have that free kick from that far out. Does he move? Also... How far does he move if he doesn't have those free kicks? Or is it not a consideration, really? I mean, that was I mean, it's obviously the a one he hit was but... probably like, what, 30? 30, 30 no, no, no. Up? How does he move in your rankings, Andrew's asking. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <I don't... laughs> my bad. No, I'm saying if he, he... takes oh. a. He takes four steps before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought I was about to say like. Break it down, how please. How, how exactly he takes his free kicks? No, no. no. If the um, if he did not take free kicks, does he fall in your rankings? Yeah, he probably does. I think it probably bump Zusi up to one, even though he's on the road. I, I just I still like his attacking upside. I think he had a pretty good, pretty bad outing this past week, but I think he hit the crossbar, came close. I know he's still firing off shots, so. 
Oh, I got um, saved by Edgar Castillo last week, else I would have had three defenders with all one point. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that that attacking upside, just in general, usually gives those guys a huge bump for me. So, yeah, I mean, Simon would probably be, he might be uh, a notch below LGP for me if he didn't have free kicks. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I consider moving him one or two spots this week, but that's because I like his matchup. Um, some other weeks, maybe like three, four, five spots if he's not on set pieces. Right. Uh, how how confident are you in Zuzi this week? Like, is the ranking for both of you that high because like it's Zuzi and he's got yeah totally yeah. So like, how do you think you'll have him? It, it, I don't know because he's on the same side of the field as Piotti. So is he really going to be able to get up that far? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you have to like really watch Piotti, especially, especially when Ike Para completely cost them two goals, like middle school level mistakes last week. <laughs> did you guys see either of these? I did not. I, did you see how the score was Houston two, SKC zero, like eight minutes into the game? Yeah, I did yeah, see that. Break. Yeah, just. Yeah. All right. So, so first he's just screwing around in the back. Totally just flubs the ball, gives it up to. Mara Minotis, um, breakaway they score. He's just playing around in the back, right in the center of the field. Next, he gets stuck in no man's land. He's going to challenge someone as they're kind of countering, coming through like the right in the kind of um, defensive third, right at the top of it. Starts running towards this person, realizes he's going to get smoked because he can't move laterally uh, very well anymore. <laughs> Then realizes another guy is about to blow right past him for a, a through ball. Starts running backwards. Doesn't come close to the ball on either side. Um, just textbook terrible defending. And I, I think I've been on top of this all year. Opara is not looking good. You have been quite the Opara. I think if it wasn't for Diego Rossi, your Opara hate would be coming through more. Yeah, and when he – I don't even hate Rossi. I'm just, like You're you right. said, a, a Rossi realist. Yes. But um, Opara, I'm kind of a hater this year. He's been pretty bad. Beasler isn't back there to organize the defense these days. He's injured. Um, so I think Zussi does play also on Opara's side. Opara plays on the as the right center back mm-hmm. lately, correct? Yeah, so Zussi I think is going to have to stay back a little bit and watch that on the road at Montreal. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I mean, if Montreal goes up a goal or two, then is when you want Zussi. Right. Yeah, he's in my lineup. Okay. I, just, I can't I can't get away from the, the upside he brings. I mean, if he pops off for another 15 or 20-point game, that's you can't get that. Ah, that's so rare. It is rare, but he's, I mean, he's like, you said Edgar Castillo, didn't he have, what, he have 16 for you this past week? He had eight. <laughs> okay. Well, Zussi's, I mean, I've, he's hit it before. I mean, he's got up there before to where he's, you know, he's just that game changer in your lineup. And like you said, if if they do go down, then he's up there swinging crosses in, taking shots. So Yeah, but like it's usually there. like I mean, a five it's... or a six if he doesn't get a clean sheet. Right, but you're you're taking that risk with pretty much every defender, and he at least like has that upside. So yeah, but you can't say like I'm gonna do it because twice a year he gets 16. That means all these other times you're hoping for that he's gonna disappoint you when you could have gone with some other options. I like I've had him in my lineup almost every week. I just think it's time that we start to to reassess. 
maybe the hot streak isn't there anymore. They're starting Cam Lindsley or whatever on the other side of the field. They're starting a center back we didn't know about before this season, unless we were fans of SKC um, or followed their youth development <laughs> in any way. So like when they're trotting those guys out, and Zussi's been getting a ton of clean sheets, that's where a lot of his value comes from this season. In addition to the attacking points, that's why he's 12 million. Um, I just think we have to adjust our expectations. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's he's still just so much a part of their attack for me that um, it's going to be hard to get me off him the rest of the season, unless you know, unless he gets a positional change, which I don't see why he would. Not at this point. No. Yeah. Uh, Maybe one... next season, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. One guy that kind of jumps out in terms of differences is one of uh, Laurent Simon's teammates. Skyler, you have Steven Betashore at five, and J.D., you have him down at 16, which is not an insignificant difference. Um, maybe J.D. using Walker Zimmerman at eight kind of made up for it since he didn't make uh, your top 20, Skyler. What what makes you like Betashore so much? Yeah, I think it's just the added, you know, the added responsibility for him in the attack. I, I think this past game, the bulk of his points came from a clean sheet, but the game before that, he had uh, a golden assist. So again, I mean, it just kind of, for me, when I'm picking my defenders, and yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll bank on guys that can get me bonus points if I see that they're coming in, but um, if I feel like a guy's in a good spot to get attacking points for me too, then um, I'm going to take that angle to where I'm trying to get the attacking points and I don't think it's too far-fetched that they couldn't get a, a clean sheet against Philadelphia at home too so mm-hmm. um, I like him a lot this week I mean he's he's up there um, I think he's I think top five is justified JD yeah I to be honest I can't keep track of this uh, beta short yo-yo that Skyler has because I think every time I rank him high Skyler's coming uh maybe not on the pod but it private conversation like oh i think that's high for beta short that he didn't do anything last week and um <laughs> and now we're back now we're back to beta short number Good five over here number <laughs> five um i okay I'll, I'll admit this i'm looking right now beta short 16 and then i look one spot ahead of him in my rankings daniel henry <laughs> all right let's be honest i'm probably not taking daniel henry over beta short for my lineup so uh-huh. maybe the, i think i probably need to adjust that Okay. Um, I also think that when I'm going through these rankings here, I say LAFC don't love their clean sheet chance, just kind of like it a little bit. So can I really have Simon, Zimmerman, and Betashore all very high? That kind of signals to someone checking my rankings that I really like LAFC's clean sheet chances. Right. Um so and then it's like Mikey Ambrose. I want to fit ahead. I think Alvis Powell has a lot of potential against Seattle. Um, you know, you even have to fit like Franco Escobar. I have ahead of him, and I probably would play Escobar ahead of Beta Shore if I had unlimited Atlanta spots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, I I'm guessing Skyler doesn't have Laris Mabiala ahead of him like I do. <laughs> probably not. Probably not Kyans. Um Maybe not Valenzuela, even. We haven't talked a lot about Columbus yet. Skylar, where do you have their defenders ranked? Yeah, Valenzuela actually fell out of my top 20. I mean, I, it's kind of like what you're saying. I, I had too much exposure to Columbus to where I'm like, you know, I've got I've got uh, Abubakar at the top of the heap, and then I've got Afu a couple below him, like actually right behind yeah, uh, Betashore. 
And oh, then, behind uh, Beta. Okay. Well, hold, hold on. Before he, uh, Skyler has Abubakar at four, not meaning he, yeah, Abubakar is at the top, top of the Columbus heap, not right. Yeah, because JD has Abubakar number one overall, literally top of the heap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that, but yeah, I've got. Um, let's see. Yeah, I've, I've got. Um, Actually, I don't have him in there. <laughs> I thought I had uh, Mensa in my in my rankings, but I don't yeah, see him in there. Well, Mensa's Mensa's not really been all that good. He he doesn't get the bonus points like Abubakar does. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, I thought I had him like hovering on top twenty, but he's yeah. not in there. So and, yeah, I mean, it looks like Abubakar and Awful are the only two for me. Yeah, and Walker Zimmerman gets more bonus points than Simon, so that kind of is why I I was tempted to get Zimmerman up there a little bit more. Than maybe a beta shore. Um, yeah, Zimmerman should be higher for me. He he felt he was right on the border there. He's probably yeah. he's top twenty. So That's yeah, I, That's defender fair. was really tough. I could have ranked ten more this week. Wow. I even I had to fit Breck Shea in for Skyler at number twenty. <laughs> I saw that. That was good stuff. Skyler, he, he, he didn't Skyler, even make Skylers. Are you serious? Yeah. Skyler. Hey, it was, uh, he's been Just, bad. He's been bad, but yeah, he does have that goal upside. So, <laughs> Wait, I'm, Skyler I'm hypes that. Skyler hypes Breck Shea every week, and now when he's home to Colorado, <laughs> we're out. He's ready to captain Kai Kamara, but he will not rank Breck Shea. Ah <laughs> uh, man, uh, man. Right. Skyler's still on vacation. Here. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. a little too much sun down in Florida. <laughs> Something like that. All right, what's what do the keeperoo looks keeperoos look like? This week is terrible for switcheroos and keeperoos because there's a big cluster of games from 7 uh, to 8 o'clock start times yep. on Saturday night. That's half the slate, I think. Yep. Uh, it's over half the slate, 6 out of the 11 games. Um, and a lot of those are the clean sheets I like. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the games outside of that. You have Minnesota-Dallas. Do either Do any of us feel confident about either of those teams – getting a clean sheet no no me either especially redo ziggler got another red card hmm. um i feel like he just had one not that <laughs> long ago or maybe he was hurt might have, uh, been, might have been both yeah could be so minnesota doesn't have ibarra um jesse gonzalez was kind of humiliated last week got beat near post when he was playing uh, man up um not that it's his fault that he i mean Playing a man up doesn't really help your keeper that much when he's facing shots, but um, I think it might be Jimmy Marr time. Okay. That doesn't mean I like either of this place. Right, right. Okay, moving on. Seattle-Portland. Maybe Atanella? Yeah. No? Not enough. Not enough. Not, not enough to take him over the guys in the next group. The, the yeah. good thing is that you have to take someone outside of that group. Yeah, but I think you take the late guy. You take uh, Brian Rowe. Yes. Or B David Bingham. Brian Rowe. I think Rowe is the guy that you wait on. Rowe with. Can you name the two center backs this week for Vancouver? <laughs> uh, I know they're playing Colorado. Okay. I spoiled one. It's Daniil Henry. Oh, that's right. The other one I believe is going to be Aaron Mond, who couldn't even stick as a center back with RSL, with RSL yeah. who literally has more trouble finding center backs than any team in the league. 
Yeah, I'm still going to try. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, Seattle, you, you're you not using Bruin. You're not using Dempsey. And you're maybe not even considering using Ladera this week, correct? Um, He's sitting deeper now, um, creating chances like last week when he sent Will Bruin in on a through ball and Bruin messed it up. Yeah, it's still Nicholas Ladero though. Yeah. I know, but I'm just like, if he's sitting deeper, that attack is slightly less good. Mm-hmm. Harry Ships Harry Ships pushing ahead of him. Portland has been playing as good as uh, pretty much all but one or two teams in the league. Yeah. Um, even they went on the road to Atlanta, and it played a really good game last week, I thought. Um, so, like, a, a short trip to Seattle is not concerning. But um, I don't, Adnella is in play for me. I don't know if I will use him. But he's okay. definitely... He's definitely in consideration. So let's skip. If you don't want to, Guzan is in this big cluster. Um, John Kempen for Columbus, since Stephen, Zach Stefan is out. Mm-hmm. He's in this cluster. Matt Turner in this cluster. Sean Johnson, maybe, if you want to use him, and Tyler Miller. Tyler Miller, yep. Those are a lot of, uh, I'm assuming, who Skylar ranked highly as well. So did I. Yeah, I've got Miller up there. Yeah. So Brian Rowe is then the late guy if you don't get what you want out of those early games. Right. Unless... Or, or Tarbo. Yeah, I'd almost rather have Bingham, which sounds crazy, but LA was tightening up their defense a little bit before the World Cup break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tarbo or Bingham, I think. Yeah. Over Row or no? I'd probably go Row. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've at least, yeah, I think you at least stick row there just to go ahead and give your, your team that, that extra bankroll. Yeah. yeah. And All then, right. you know, just play around with whoever you want to put in there. And... Yeah. Okay, listeners, promise me this. If you're going to use Brian Rowe this week, go watch um, the Philadelphia highlights and watch DeChal just walk right around to center back <laughs> to, uh, to bury his second goal. And then tell me, I want to play a keeper behind center backs that aren't even going to be as good as these ones. Cause one of them is red carded for this next game. <laughs> but other than you that, could use, you could use Bono too, if you want. No, so I don't, I don't think New York's going to come out and pummel Toronto FC. I think it'll be close. Do you think Toronto is going to keep a clean sheet? What, what percent chance would you give them? Uh, maybe like a 35, something like that. Holy 33%. cow. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a thirty, a third of a third of a chance that they get a clean sheet. Wow. I was thinking more like a fifth, and then I thought, wait, that sounds generous for as good as New York's been. Yeah. Um, but when you rank Bradley Wright Phillips like fifteenth, I guess that's why. The uh, odds makers yeah, are I'm giving them extremely home tw- bias. Yeah, they're giving them a twenty-four percent. Unless it's Zussi. Oh no, I'm sorry, twenty-six percent. Oh, Andrew pulled it up. There we go. Yeah. I went too far off. 26%? Yep. 26%. I was, clo- I was closer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By Were 1%. You? By 1%, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's 26.09, so I can't even round up to 27. Sorry, I was, Skyler. I was closer by 0.81%. That's or right. 9.1%. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, do we have players that we're looking at for Switcheroo in particular? Zardis jumps out at me only because I get him wrong every time, and so I'm like, "Yeah, 
maybe. Yeah, I think forwards for me, Kamara. Kai Kamara's a maybe, maybe Pania. Well, Kai Kamara would be a. Oh yeah, Kai, well Kai would be in. He's in the last the, game. Yeah. yeah, he would be in uh, the the actual lineup, and then right. maybe a guy like a Pania or somebody. But I just yeah. I can't see myself getting off of at least Joseph and uh, Ibrahimovic are probably locked in, and then from there I'm trying to decide between like. Jivinko. Well, Ibra's, Ibra's on the road. Ibra's on the road. <laughs> it's, it's a home game. He's in Cali. You didn't even know if he was back this morning. <laughs> right. I was trying to determine. We still how don't. High, yeah, I was trying to determine how high he was going to be. Ibra was hanging he's out. He's got to be back because because he, his uh, face is featured on the homepage of MLS um, Soccer right now. So. All right. Well, he was hanging out with Maradona probably. I don't know if I'd use him this weekend. <laughs> oh man. All right. If anybody has any follow-up questions or you want to tell us who your switch room this week, you can find us all on Twitter. Skyler is at DraftKicks. JD is at DFSMLS. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. Um, if you are a DFS player, these guys are also excellent. Daily Fantasy MLS. We'll see some content. We haven't quite seen the World Cup bump uh, that we are hoping for in terms of the uh, contest sizes for MLS on Saturday and Sunday nights, but maybe they're coming this week, guys. Uh, thank you for all of that, and I'll talk to you next week. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.